0: look a bit like a tramp (laughs) right because i'm not cool enough to wear that sort of stuff so i need every enhancement hands up if you need every enhancement well there you go you think praise the father i just pray that as i just share this message people's hearts will be healed the brokenhearted will be bound up that lord that Uh, long-standing injuries and pain of the heart will be lifted that souls that have um, been damaged will be restored and you moved by your Holy Spirit help me to be sensitive to you and help me to have wisdom to know how to speak share this message so that we'll have maximum effect help me to be an asset rather than an impediment to you in jesus name amen well i heard great uh, reports from uh, last week so thank you nuri is she here today yeah yeah i believe it was tremendous so thank you for that we had a tremendous time in london and the place was um, packed and uh uh, in the morning time i had trained a number of people to how to pray with people which was a good job because in the evening there would be n- the, the response was massive praise god isn't that wonderful god's moving here god's moving there god's moving everywhere amen you know we uh, each week as you know We're trying to go through the Old Testament particularly and pick up on people whose prayers moved the heart of God. And we want to do this so you understand how to relate to God for your life to be changed and for His purposes to be fulfilled in your life. And not only your life, but your home, your um, job your community to see amazing things happen and what we are unpacking if uh, what we're hoping for is as we look at how these people related to God and you take these things on board you are going to see amazing miracles happen through you because God loves you just as much as he loved them God wants to use you just as much as he used them now in the Old Testament when the leaders were the leader of the country they weren't called the Prime Minister they had Kings eventually but for quite a few hundred years they had leaders and they weren't called Kings and they weren't called Prime Ministers they were called the judges so like Boris Johnson would be the judge for Britain now and um, the first great judge was Moses and the last great judge was Samuel and I want to talk to you about Samuel's mum, who was called Hannah and the title of what I want to share with you is called Hannah's heart cry Let's say that together. Hannah's heart cry. And I believe I, God wants me to share this because I want you to uh, understand uh, did you know that God listens to your tears? He listens to your tears as much as your words. And at the end of this message, I'm going to be praying that God will bind up the brokenhearted in this church, in this room. But also, as you receive what I'm saying, something will happen in your heart that you will be a catalyst, a platform, for God to use you to bind up the broken-hearted pe- people. How many people know someone who's broken-hearted right now? Well, wouldn't it be wonderful that as you prayed for them or as you related to them or as you phoned them up or bought the shopping for them or just came by and said hello to them in the, in the supermarket, that they felt that their broken heart was healed? Amen god wants to heal the sick he wants to save the lost he wants to give you eternal life he wants you set free from demonic oppression but he also wants to bind up hearts that are broken or hurting or in such a state that they don't know what to do next and so as we look at this passage i just want to unpack something that if you latch on to this woman and how she approached things, you will start to move in the ministry of healing the brokenhearted. Amen. How many people would like to to be used in that way? Amen. Okay, so I'm going to read Samuel chapter 1, verses 2 to 18. And it should go up here, and it's in the New Living Translation. Elkner had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city to worship God and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. There wasn't a temple in Jerusalem, it was a place called Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, who was the high priest, Hophni and Phineas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkner to make an offering, he would give portions to Peninnah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah although the Lord had closed her womb and her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb and so it was year by year she went up to the house of the Lord that Peninnah provoked her therefore she wept and did not eat Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh and then went to the temple Now Eli, the priest, was sitting at the seat of the door of the tabernacle of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul, and she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, And forget not your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Verse 12. And it happened, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli watched her mouth now Hannah spoke in her heart only her lips moved but her voice was not heard therefore Eli thought she was drunk so Eli said to her how long will you be drunk put your wine away from you but Hannah answered and said no my Lord i'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit i've drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink but i've poured out my soul before the lord do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief i have spoken now then eli answered and said Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. This is the mother of the final judge of the Old Testament. Great judges of the Old Testament, Samuel. Praise God. There are four characters in this story Hannah, Elkner, Peninnah, Eli. Elkner, her husband. Peninnah, the second wife. Eli, the high priest. And every one of them was not helpful to a woman who had a broken heart sometimes you know we mean well but when people are in pieces there is a way in which you need to handle them and talk to them and speak to them and all three of them in one way or another made the problem worse rather than better i'd like to think that we as christians when we're dealing with the people who do not know jesus when we are dealing with people who are far away from god when we're dealing with other brothers and sisters in the church when we're dealing with um, whatever group of people we hang around i'd like to make things better rather than worse wouldn't you i don't know whether you've ever had a broken heart and then someone has come up to you and said absolutely the wrong thing and you felt not heard not understood and so each of these three in one way or another let's take her husband first of all her husband had two wives how many people know that if you've got two wee- wives you're gonna be in trouble? Okay. I mean you told us the other was it told the I think it was you told us Solomon had a thousand wives? You know, I don't know whether this is true. If you come from Hong Kong or, or you from China or or uh, where they speak Chinese one of the things and i'd like to know whether this is true i was told that um, you know in china the the words are written in pictures they originate from pictures rather than letters and the word for for happiness was a roof of a house like that with one woman inside and the, let, the, the word for unhappiness was a roof of a house like that with two women inside. <laughs> now, is that true? Maybe not true. <laughs> well, he had two wives. The thing is, he loved Hannah. It says he loved her. He felt he for her. But he comes out with this. What's the problem? You've got me? <laughs> How many ladies would say that was the wrong thing to say? <laughs> She's got no children. He said, Never mind, I'm better than ten sons. So, first of all, this woman with a broken heart has got a clueless husband. (laughs) He loves her, but he hasn't got a clue. Now, my wife can't relate to that. (laughs) The next one is the perpetrator, Penina. She's the other woman. She's constantly... Not putting her down. She's constantly telling her that she's worthless. She's constantly telling her that this is the judgment of God on you. She's constantly unkind. She's possibly cruel. And you'll find that when you've got a broken heart, the devil will feed on it. You know, he kicks Christians when they're down. You know, you might have a broken heart and he'll be saying to you, well, nobody wants you. You may as well commit suicide. That's the way the devil is. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this if you're going through stuff. Sunrise always comes after the darkest hour of the night amen just before god is going to move in a fresh way the devil will try and get you to finish yourself off and so she's constantly saying yeah the reason why god god's closed your room your life's worthless I'm loved by God more than you. Now, not everybody is as cruel as that, but some people's attitudes are the same. And when you're going through stuff, the last person you need to hear or be with or see is them. You need to surround yourself by people who will build you up instead of pulling you down. Love everybody, but circle yourself by people who lift you up rather than pull you down. And there's a lot of Christians out there who have a religious spirit and a judgmental attitude. And when people are going through stuff, uh, they come at them with a very sort of, Virtue signaling attitude. Holier than thou. You don't need, we don't want Christians like that. We don't need Christians like that. And they misrepresent the love and heart of God. Amen. The other person, of course, is, is Eli, the high priest. What we see here is he's got no understanding as a minister of God how to handle a person with a broken heart. Or even identify the symptoms. Because as she's praying and pouring out her soul, he's thinking she's drunk. What are you doing in my church? Clear off. There are ministers like that. They just want, you. They want a group of people around the church that haven't got any problems in their life. But I tell you, we're called to carry a gospel to reach the people with problems. God didn't save you. To avoid the problems the pain the hurt the brokenness the sickness in society he wants you to come right down to where people are and feel their heart and hear their complaint and reach out to them with the love of God not with a sermon Or an attitude or a platitude but just the love and compassion of the Lord how many times in the Bible when Jesus looked at the um, multitudes and it says he was moved with compassion God has if you're a minister like me and you have uh, no compassion The power of the Holy Spirit can never move through you. Okay, so she's got two problems. No baby and a broken heart. In her mind, she's thinking, the problem I have is my womb has been closed by the Lord. I need him to open the wo- my womb but she had more than a closed womb she had a broken heart and sometimes when we have a problem in our lives it's usually not the only problem you know we sometimes think i've got this problem and if i can sort this problem out i'll be all right but usually behind the problem there's another problem Behind the pain there's another pain and that's why as we pray with people we shouldn't just hear what they say but listen to the Holy Spirit what he's saying I was talking to somebody the other day just messaged them before I came to the meeting and talking to her and then I prayed for her and as I prayed I said someone's put a curse on you and I commanded that curse to come right off Amen so when you're handling people compassion but listen to the Holy Spirit listen to them Hear their heart, as well as their words. Listen to the Holy Spirit. An example is me. When God saved me, transformed my life, cried out to God and said, God, will you save me? Will you forgive me? And he said this to me. Let me ask you this, Dave. Will you forgive your mother? I hadn't even thought about it. But in forgiving my mother, along with anybody else, my life was transformed instantly. Amen? But I had no idea. And she's got two problems here. She's got a broken heart, or how she she puts it is, a woman of a sorrowful spirit have you ever been there where you have a sorrowful spirit i'll tell you this if you want to be used by god god will take you up mountains but he'll take you down valleys and the reason he takes you down the valley is so because he wants you get to know and feel what it's like for people who live in the valley all their life he was touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Isaiah 53, man of sorrows acquainted with grief. He wasn't always having a joke a minute, happy, 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 but he was full of joy. But he knew what it was to feel. The feelings of people who had a sorrowful spirit and he knows what it's like for you when you have a sorrowful spirit whether you've lost somebody whether something's happened in your life whether you're going through an economic disaster where your family's falling apart where you don't know what to do next and you 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 you, you don't know where to go he uh, hears sees he knows okay so this brings me to what what does she do about it what do you do when you've got a sorrowful spirit what do you do when you have a heart cry what do you do when you're facing a problem that you you can't even begin to solve what do you do when you're falling apart inside she cries out to the Lord amen see when you're falling apart and things are going wrong and and everything's not working out there are other methods of dealing with that emotion like moaning The children of Israel in the wilderness, moan, 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 criticize, criticize, you can get bitter and unbitter and you won't only have your problem, but you'll have a bitter soul. And then you've got a real problem. Because once you have a bitter soul, there's a demonic ingredient in your pain. so she cries out to the Lord just like it says in Psalm 107 verse 6 then they when then they cried to the Lord in their distress it says and he delivered them out of their distress amen they cried unto the Lord in their distress and he delivered them from their distress so the answer is to cry unto the lord now what this story tells us is how to cry unto the lord amen and this is what we've got to do this is what you've got to do and if you do it you will start to see incredible miracles happen on every level first of all her cry was an outpouring of her soul it says says in verse 15 I have poured out my soul before the Lord I've poured out my soul She didn't just academically, intellectually, pour out what she was thinking. See, when you pray, when you when you really pray and you want to see God move, God's not listening to your theology. He's not listening to whether you've got a holy voice. He's not listening whether you've got every box ticked. He's not impressed by your eloquence. But what moves him is when you outpour your soul. You've got to start outpouring your soul to God, not to people. that's what people do you see that's where you get wrong when you're really upset you pour in your upset out onto people and usually you come out with the wrong stuff and you know it's like snakes and ladders you've just gone down 500 squares you know in your relationship with somebody because you poured out your upset and your hurt and your pain you've got to learn to Pour out your soul to God. Pour out your soul to God. Some of us are not able to do this, you know. Some of us are so uh, um, bound, really, in our emotional life, and we call them stoic. I remember somebody who I was talking to, the a person that knew them and he said oh he's a wonderful person he never ever got angry I said I know but he's never got happy either has he because there was something wrong with his emotional makeup God's got to break open your soul her pour out you the prayer was a pouring out of her soul if you want to see the holy spirit move through you you've got to learn to outpour from your soul if you're preaching you've got to outpour from your soul it doesn't mean i've got notes here so i'm coordinating my mind with my soul but i mustn't allow these the, the what i've prepared to block the outpouring of our of, of our soul, the Bible says in I think it's um, I think it's John 8. Yeah, John 8:26. It says this. Is it John 8? Uh, I think it's John 8. Out of your belly shall flow, and He's talking of the Holy Spirit. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water not out of your mind not out of your intelligence not out of your analysis there's a place for that but if you want to touch people deep down in their soul there's got to be an outpouring when i'm teaching people how to preach and they've never preached before i'll often say they'll say what should i speak on And i'll say Speak on something you feel really deep about. And why do I say that? Because I know when they speak on it, they'll speak with conviction. And conviction doesn't come from the mind. It comes from the belly. Amen. That's why we like your your preaching. Because when 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 you write things down, you go off the point because your belly opens up amen and it outpours the time's going Amen. let it outpour outpour you know when you're speaking to someone with a broken heart and you can feel their pain just outpour. poor i just love you i'm just so, so sorry be be silent with them her cry was emotional She didn't want to fall apart in church. She was in bitterness of soul, it says, and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. As I was preparing this, the Lord told me to tell you this. Our tears speak to God. Our tears are more powerful than our words. When you're praying, he sees, that we sing a song, don't we? He sees each tear that falls and hears me, hears me when I call. sometimes you don't know what to say you not only don't know what to do you don't know what to say her cry was silent this is the most powerful silent prayer in the bible it says hannah spoke in her heart and only her lips moved but her voice was not heard. Some of our deepest prayers are silent. You know, when you move back in your soul and you can't speak, God is not listening to your words anyway. He's listening to your tears because he loves you and feels for the your your pain your infirmity it says this in Romans eight twenty six: the spirit helps us in our infirmities how with groanings that cannot be uttered the deepest prayers are not words they're groanings they're tears This is intercession. This is a level of prayer that moves things that we cannot move. Her cry was specific. She couldn't speak, but she knew. It says, give your maidservant a male child and I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. In other words, he was a Nazarite like Samson. You know, when, when you're dealing with God, alongside you're outpouring you've got to come to a fresh place of abandonment whenever you think about your life whenever you've moved forward with God you've been through some stuff and you it brought you to a fresh place of abandonment so these tears were not insincere they weren't self-focused alone if you give him, me my the, a son, I'll give him back to you. Will you? If God asked you for the biggest treasure in your heart, and He gave you asked, and you, and He asked you for it back, would you give it back to Him? The wonderful thing about this is this. Samuel, who was born, was her firstborn. It was her the first fruits of the womb. Amen. After this, when she gave him back, she had loads of kids. If you give things back to the Lord, particularly the first fruits in any area, you will multiply unimaginably more than you could possibly ask or think whether it's money whether it's children whether it's career amen i say this about giving the what there was a man they thought was mad the more he gave the more he had try it her cry was criticized Eli thought she was drunk it says in verse 13. now listen sensible rational Christians don't like religion on this level it messes everything up it breaks convention it ruins the services it embarrasses the new the visitors but you know she couldn't care less really you've got to really not be affected by what other people think amen if you're conditioned and shaped how other people think about you you'll do nothing for god you know david was criticized She's criticized because she pours out her soul and it looks strange. David was criticized because he danced before the Lord half-naked. Joseph was criticized because he shared his dreams. The woman with the alabaster box in front of all the religious leaders was criticized as she poured out the most valuable thing she had on Jesus' feet. Listen, let me give, tell you this. If God starts moving in this church, embarrassing things will happen that breaks what you think is a sensible meeting. But it has to happen because spiritual things are shifting in the heavenlies and God is moving in that powerful ways. And there'll be overspill and there'll be over things. You, you can't, when God starts moving, you can't keep every base tidy. Amen. We'll try, won't we? Have you ever had God wreck your meeting? yeah you've had your order of service you may as well thrown it in the bin the cry was heard go in peace and the god of israel will grant your petition which you've asked of him you know the word we name she named the child samuel and the word samuel means heard by god amen Her womb was opened. Sometimes when I pray for people with can't have children, I've said, look, I'm going to pray for you, but don't be surprised if you end up with 10 kids. Because <laughs> this, once the Lord opens the womb. Amen. Amen. Has God shut your womb? in terms of finance, in terms of spiritual life, in terms of fruitfulness in your ministry, in terms of growth in your church, in terms of influence in your society, in terms of the salvation of your children, or your prospects in life, and you feel Barren, fruitless, unsuccessful, worthless, lack of the favor of God on your life. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. They cried unto the Lord in their dis, in distress and he heard them and delivered them from all their afflictions. Amen you going through anything right now let's just pray shall we just close your eyes right now i just want you there are people here right now and you're going through some really heavy stuff there'll be people who are grieving there'll be people who have broken hearts god wants you to pour out your soul to him it doesn't have to be a shout a sh- a, it doesn't have to be audible There may be areas of your life where you need God to open the womb, release the favor of God. Tell him how you feel. He doesn't just want to know how you think. He wants to know how you feel. And if you feel awful, tell him. She said, I lifted my complaint to the Lord. He knows your heart. He knows your name. He sees each tear that falls. He hears you when you call. Just stretch out your hand if you want to ask the Lord for something right now let him have your heart recommitted to him say god i love you but i'm hurting right now or i'm confused right now or i don't know what to do right now but i'm reaching out to you i want my prayers to have power in heaven i cry out to you for my children to be saved cry out to you for my nation to turn back to you cry out to you for those sick in our in our church i cry out to you be, to be more like jesus i cry out to you for eternal life you people out there Just lift, from Hong Kong, just lift your hands out like that. You people, just lift your hands out like, like that. Now you've left people in Hong Kong. I want you to call out to God for them. Call out to God. Oh God, you can see their affliction. You in Zimbabwe, call out to God for the people you've left behind. God can do what you cannot do. God can move deeper than you can possibly move. He's hearing you cry. He loves you. Open the womb. Open the doors. Release the captives. Heal the sick. In the name of Jesus in the name of jesus if you've prayed that prayer say amen after three one two three amen we're going to worship the lord with our final song and it's a song that really cements what we've prayed now listen i don't know what you're going through but if you are have a heart that's breaking right now i want you to come to the front while we're And uh, James will close the meeting, uh, but I will just be available to pray for you. I don't want anyone walking out of here where their heart is in pieces. We want to just release the love of God on you. Okay. Let's stand, shall we, and we'll sing our final song, and James will finish the meeting. Is that okay, James? Thank you.